Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 537. We're looking at Romans chapter 7, verses 13 through 25. Let's read our passage. Therefore, did what is good become death to me? Absolutely not. But sin, in order to be recognized as sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that Through the commandment, sin might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin. For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one who does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this law. When I want to do what is good, evil is present with me. For in my inner self I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh the law of sin. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is on his third missionary journey, and he is in Corinth, and he's writing this letter to the church in Rome. His desire is to go to Rome after he completes the mission to Jerusalem to strengthen the church in Rome. And this letter is providing them a theology of the gospel. Well, he's been talking about sin and the universal nature of sin, and that the only solution is to be justified by God. It can't be achieved by following law or rules, it can only be achieved by faith, and that is faith in Jesus Christ. And then God, through grace, justifies, that is, declares righteous. Now, it's been talking about the law, because anyone who's been part of the church for any time has been exposed to the Mosaic law, the law of the Old Testament, the law given to Moses on Mount Sinai, the rule book. And so the question is, do we have to follow this rule book in order to be righteous? And Paul's argument is no. We've been arguing that the law brings out sin and death. And so the question is, was the law a bad thing? Last time we saw, he said, no, no, the law is a good thing. The law is from God. Sin is the bad thing. Now, it's continuing that thought process now. But before we go on, he, he's using the first person singular, using I and me. And the question is, who is I? There's big debate on this all over the place. And, and the big questions here so much are, is he talking about a believer or a non-believer? And they make good arguments. I come down with the idea this is an unbeliever. And just based on the language, there's a lot that comes on here that's just not compatible with what Paul would be calling a believer to in spiritual life. 
and also think just from the flow of things. In chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, he talked about being released from the law. As believers, we are released from the law. Then in verses 7 through 12, what we saw last time, he answered the question, is the law bad? No, the law isn't bad. Sin is bad. Now he's describing here in this section, I think is somebody trying to live under the law. Somebody trying to be righteous under the law, but unable to be righteous because of sin. And as he's been pointing out, that those who are living under the law cannot be righteous. Righteousness is only achieved through being declared righteous by God, justification by faith. And so if you read this with a mindset, this is a description of somebody still living under the law, trying to be righteous. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's complicated, the language, and it's easy to get lost in the words. The danger is whatever mindset you adopt, you can make it fit that mindset. But I think the, the one that fits the best is the description of somebody trying to be righteous, living under the law. And then in chapter 8, he's then going to talk about somebody living in the Spirit. So let's dive into it. Verse 13. Now, verse 13 is a kind of a bridge verse. It's summarizing what he's just talked about, but setting things up for what's to follow. He says, therefore, did what is good become death to me? Well, he's talking about the law here, because he just said the law is good. The law is holy. So the question, did that become death to me? And his answer, absolutely not. But sin, in order to be recognized as sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that through the commandment, sin might become sinful beyond measure. That's what we talked about before, is that the, the issue is not the law. The issue is sin. But sin can take something good, that is the law, and make it create more sin. And that's because of our own fallenness, our own rebellious nature, in that we are rebelling against the law. And so what the law does is it defines sin. It describes sin. And so the more we can see sin, the more there is sin. So it's not that the law is bad, it's sin is bad. So that through the commandment, the law, sin might become sinful beyond measure. This is that phrase we threw around last time, the, the sinfulness of sin. Now verses 14 through 17 is a little unit of thought here. He says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin. And pause there. That can't describe a believer. He has to be describing an unbeliever here. A slave under sin. So he says, The law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh. So the problem is me, not the law. And the problem is that I'm under the control of sin. He goes on verse 15, For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I'm no longer the one doing it, but sin living in me. So the description here is somebody trying to follow the law, somebody trying to be righteous, and he's not able to follow the law. He's not doing what he wants to do. He wants to follow the law. He wants to be a good 
Jewish person. He wants to follow the law. He wants to do what is right, but he can't do it because of his own sinfulness. And he says in verse 17, so I am no longer the one doing it, but it's sin living in me. It almost sounds here like I am an innocent bystander in this. It's sin's the one doing all this. No, he's not saying that the person is free and clear. We are still responsible for our sin. And he made that very clear in chapter 1 and 2, is that you are responsible for your sin. You are accountable to God for your sin, which is all the reason that justification by faith is so important. That's the only solution to the sinful condition. Now, verses 18 through 20 is the next unit of thought here. He says, For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, for the desire to do what is good is with me, but there's no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it's a sin that lives in me. Very similar to the previous paragraph, but he has this desire to follow the law, the desire to be a good person. He's still a sinner, and that's the, the whole point of this, is sin has this power, this force. We're slaves to sin. We cannot avoid sin, and so we really can't follow the law, even though he wants to. He wants to be a good Jew. He wants to be a good person, but not, not enough to actually do it. And verse 21 through 25 is the, the last unit of thought here. He says, so I discover this law. Now here he sees the word law again, but I think what he really means is this principle. I've discovered this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is present in me. For my inner self, I delight in God's law. I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and take me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. Okay, what he's saying here is, okay, there's this principle here. I, I want to do the right thing. I want to do good. I want to follow the law, but I can't. It says for my inner self, basically means mind. In my mind, I delight in God's law, so I want to follow God's law. But what happens in my body is a different law. That is, it's not God's law at work. And by in my body, he means in his actions, in his behavior, in what he does. And so he has this struggle between he wants to be a good Jewish person following the law of God, be a righteous person, but he doesn't have the ability to do it because of the sin that is in him, the power of sin, the law of sin in the parts of my body. So, verse 24, what a wretched man I am. And that is recognizing the powerlessness over sin. That's why I think he can't be speaking of a believer here. This is defeat under sin. And that's absolutely not victory under Christ. So who will rescue me from this body of death? Verse 25, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's answering the question, who will rescue me from this? Well, there is a rescue that is available through faith in Jesus Christ. And it sums it up. So then, with my mind, I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So this is, if 
you see this as the picture of the person trying to be righteous by following the Mosaic law. Can't do it. And it's a very frustrating experience because he's unable to actually follow God's law, the Mosaic law. And he recognizes his own sinfulness and sums it up. What a wretched man am I? I can't do it. Who's going to rescue me? And the answer is, Jesus Christ will rescue me. Thanks be to God that that rescue is available. I think this makes sense in that then in chapter 8, he begins the discussion of living in the Spirit. He's been talking about the difference between living in the Spirit and the law, that the Spirit brings life, the law brings death, and the law amplifies sin. And so he talked about being released from the law, and the law, but the law is not bad. It's sin that's bad. And then here, this description is describing someone trying to be righteous under the law, but finding that you can't be. And the only solution is to cry out to God and say, forgive me of this sin. And that is justification by faith. So it's a, it's a difficult passage. It's easy to get lost in the words. And some of it, it doesn't fit. You say, well, this, this sounds like somebody's defeated by sin. Because it is. And so that's where I, I take that uh, particular interpretation. This is a description of somebody trying to follow the law. Now, some people make excellent arguments for why this is describing a believer. You can interpret this in, in a variety of ways, and how you interpret it is going to determine how you read it. But I think this makes the best sense. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we talk about living in the Spirit in Romans 7.12.